Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Killer Otter Electric, makers of the Aerostat and Party Animal. The Aerostat Overdrive is a low to mid gain drive with a fuller EQ and less mid hump than most overdrives. It's an original circuit design that's now available in a sexy new sparkle finish with Art Deco inspired design. The Party Animal is designed by inspiration by the Civil War and Green Russian Big Muffs. It's got a mid-boost switch to help cut through the mix and a momentary party foot switch that creates a feedback loop, adding more gain and creating crazy self-oscillating tones that interact with your signal. Also, it has bear. It has a bear! Each pedal is designed and hand-built by Matt Walls using meticulous care and high-quality components. He knows the frustration of having a piece of gear fail on stage, so he prides himself on quality and attention to detail. You can find out more at KillerOtterElectric.com. Hi, I'm Bob Weil from True Tone, and you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. Hey, Steve. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? I'm a little warm. You're a little warm, a little hot? It's like stress warmth. <laughs> you, uh, you were rustling on the intro on the uh, the sponsorship a little yeah, bit, weren't you? Yeah, I, uh, I pride myself on one-taking, and I usually, I feel like I one-take most of our sponsorships. Yeah. Like, at least 75%. That one took, like, six takes. Yeah. It was so, rough. So, anyways, uh, we're not in our usual place, not in our usual time or location. We are recording uh, before the begin of the Salvage Custom... Before the begin. Before the beginning of the Salvage Custom 4th Anniversary Party at Salvage Custom up in their office attic area. Yep. Uh, the guys are downstairs getting things together. There's airplanes flying over. So this might be a noisy episode. I don't know. Can you guys hear that airplane? It's flying right now. If you can't hear it, then the rest of this episode yep. is probably going to be fine. We're also celebrating uh, over here Hutch and Son's guitar repair moving into the Salvage Custom Shop. Absolutely. So, That's actually a really cool arrangement that I'm yeah. excited for because I haven't had an actual like guitar, regular guitar tech guy in a while. And uh, Hutch, uh, uh, <laughs> Sean Hutch and Son did a really great job on your acoustic. Sean, did you say Sean Hutch and Son? No. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, I'm having him fix up my Explorer. Uh, I already am stopping by Salvage on a regular basis so I can just come pick stuff up. Yeah. Uh, it's a really cool setup over here. He's got a corner of the, of the room to have his own little, like, guitar tech booth that's actually pretty slick. And uh, I think the idea is that people will come in with guitar repairs or come in to pick up their, their uh, pedal boards and be like, oh, you have... There's pedal boards being built here, or oh, you have guitar repair here, and have kind of like a business crossover. Exactly. Which is pretty cool, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so that's going on today. We're going to eat a bunch of a bunch of meat and drink a bunch of beer out here in a little bit. That is and, my plan. And the plan is for the next episode to have people jump on the mic with us and uh, get kind of crazy. So the next episode could be really nuts. Yeah, or it might not happen. It might not happen at all. We might just get so deep into the party that we're like, ah, we don't want a podcast right now. <laughs> so hey. uh, is there anything new going on, Steve? Yeah, I just uh, bought a couple guitar pedals. I'm waiting for like, them to come in. When you say just bought them, what do you mean? What I mean Give is me a time frame. while, like 15 minutes ago, while you were saying, hey, Daniel, what's the code for your Wi-Fi here at the shop? 
I said, hey, I haven't had anything new to say in a while, so I'm going to buy some guitar pedals right now. <laughs> so I jumped on uh, Friday Club Pedals um, website, which uh-huh. is uh, an offshoot of Mr. Black Pedals. Uh-huh. And by an offshoot, I mean they're being uh, designed by the same guy, Jack DeVille. Yeah, it's in and, the same shop. It's just an off, it's a separate brand. It's yeah. a sub-brand. And I bought the El Cardinal Overdrive, thanks to the guys in the group who told me that you always have one more... Uh, one more slot on your board for an overdrive, <laughs> and um, and then I got the ED450, which is a PT2399 uh, bass delay. It's a short. It's a, like a short uh, digital delay. Um, cool. Slash echo, like whatever you want to call it. But it's, it's a got, bass delay. It's not a bass delay. What did you say? It's a, it's a simple delay. A simple delay. So did dig- you say basic or something like that? Maybe I said basic. Okay, all of a sudden I had bass delay in my head. I don't know. Maybe I'm having a premonition. Yeah, you're just like, oh, he's going to use it on bass. Uh, maybe Patrick Swayze is talking to me from the other side, and oh he's like, God. bass delay. Is that How would that be a premonition? I'm having ghosts talk to me is what's oh, okay. going on. All right. Pulcher guys. So I'm looking forward to those coming in, um, and I guess that means we'll be gassing going those things yeah. at some point down the road. I mean, we did the, the Fuzzwami a little while back. Yeah. Which yep. is a completely bananas fuzz pedal. It has three knobs. It really should just have one knob because it's just like <laughs> once you turn it on, there's nothing in on on the sweep of the knobs that isn't insane over the top. Just heavy, heavy fuzz. So yeah. I thought it was really cool. I think it did what it does very well. Uh, but yeah, I think two of the knobs on it were kind of a joke. Yeah, <laughs> like I, you really I, just need the volume knob. I think for me now that I've got uh, a barefoot button on my tap tempo, uh-huh. I can probably move it to a kind of into a more awkward spot on my board. Yeah, that I wouldn't have been able to before. Exactly. Um, and I, if I can do that, then I will have room. And that wasn't uh, us doing a sponsorship right now. We're no, that's like them. a legit thing. Like I, I put that thing on there, and it, because it raises the button height another like eighth of an inch. Yeah. I can. I've now got some more flexibility with where I can put it. Exactly. Or the ED450 might just knock my DD5 off the board, and I won't need tap tempo at all. There you go. Who knows? All right. What's new with you, Ryan? What's new with me is that all of my uh, my hard work doing all these demos for you know I'm gonna you know you know open the curtain back a little bit and just say that the money involved with doing these demo videos that I've been doing is is not minimum wage. By the time I'm done with these things, like it's it's. You mean all those free gas and goes? Yeah, no, like all the demos, like everything that we do across the board, like there is money involved. Right. It's barely anything, but my dedication to continuing to doing these things and going like full crazy on them, and just like doing the most nuts things you've probably seen in demos ever, has paid off. Uh, I put in for a job a, a week or two ago to do. Oh my gosh. To do uh, demo videos for a company that makes pianos here in town. Like yeah. di- digital pianos. And uh, I was the only one who was even considered for the job out of all like the hundreds of people who answered the ad. Really? Because wow. it was just a really specific ad. It was like, we need someone who can do video demos and can do graphic design. And it would be nice if you were a musician. And I was the only person who like fit that at all and then I like perfectly fit it so I have a job uh, like yeah, a par- and you already had like kind of a body of work too yeah. like, who no, knows? I already have a full like portfolio that like shows I do all this stuff yeah. and I enjoy doing it yeah and I know once you get into I mean editing is t- already like a skill set that I don't know any 
know anything about, but I do know that once you start trying to capture like uh, music right. noises, it gets really tricky. Uh, it gets yeah, it gets a lot different, and that's actually something that's come up. Um, <laughs> Are you serious, guys? That that we've kind of talked about before. What are you doing down there? Um, which is just the idea that um, when you, when guys make someone is using like a hammer drill. What is that, guys? What is that? Anyway, um, just the idea that like there's a lot of guys who make demos on their phones. Yeah. And so the talking voice will be really quiet, and then the music will be super loud, or vice versa. And so, so there's definitely like an element of of work that goes into it beyond just like a normal all music or all audio or, right. or all talking. It's, it's a pretty involved uh, skill set to be able to do music demos all the way professionally. Like anyone can kind of put one together with their phone and be like, oh, here I am. I'm showing off this piece of equipment. But to like really do like produce a professional quality uh, piece of content, like there's a lot involved. Yeah. And well, so I've I'm really excited to say that I've been hired to do that uh, part time professionally in the music industry. And I'm pretty excited about it. And uh, I'm sure I'll be posting links here and there when I have work to show but uh i'm gonna be something that's exciting is i'm gonna be making videos that go on to uh costco's website nice yeah so that's gonna be up next month sometime well congratulations yeah thank you i'm i'm pretty excited about it it's you know something that i said on the inner circle about it so people were like oh well what does this mean for us what it means is are you this freaking drill thing i'm gonna go down there and kick mitch's teeth in <laughs> All right. So what it means for us is that I'm now doing this. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for it to stop. I'm gonna wait for it to stop. It means that I'm now doing this professionally enough that I get to keep doing it. Oh my gosh! It's, what are you drilling down there? We're putting up my side. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, we're we're like recording right now. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get into. You ready to get some ads? I hope any of that was listenable with that drill happening directly below us. <laughs> all, all you guys drilled over was Ryan telling us about how awesome his new job is. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's get. Let, you ready to do some ads? Let's do some ads because I'm done freaking talking about this stuff. <laughs> all right. This first ad was sent to us by Tim Balint. It's an actual. Fender Mexican Relic Telecaster. Wait, wait, how do you know it's an actual Fender um, Telecaster? I don't know. It doesn't say anything on the headstock. <laughs> oh, I know why. Because the guy actually in the pictures, he took the neck off and took a picture of the barcode on the inside of the uh, the neck heel. Also, the title of the Craigslist ad is actual Fender Mexican Telecaster. What's funny is his lead-in image is the guitar in the pre-relic yeah, state. it's the pre-photo. And then, like, as it progresses, like, it shows you what he did to this guitar. So, he says, It is an 03 Mexican Tele, originally black. as the fender stickers and barcode and neck joint. In baby blue with mostly wood showing, needs new bridge pickup. Has 52 bridge installed and sounds great on the neck pickup. I mean, damn good. It's all there. Just done up a certain way. I've def definitely gotten compliments on its feel. 
Paint was stripped. It has been heavy relicked. But it does feel like an old glove. This is a $100 guitar, but it's Def Offender. Nick was redone in Nitro. I would pay 100 bucks for this, but before that, I want to say that the original title of this was Actual Mexican Fender Relic Telly Barter Prop 215. <laughs> and I don't yeah. know if the guy got complaints or what, but the this was retitled pretty quickly uh -huh. to what you will what see is, when you see in the Prop picture. What is Prop 215? Does it have to do with, like, road zoning or yeah, something like that? Yeah, uh, Interstate 215. Interstate 215. No. Does it have to <laughs> do with, uh, you know, having to deal with... Uh, you know, like funding through super PACs or anything like that. Like, right, is, uh, an sort of important piece of uh, legislation. It, what is it, it? was a major uh, healthcare breakthrough in the state of California. A healthcare legislation. Yeah, healthcare legislation. Okay. Uh, Prop two fifteen was the legislation that made medicinal marijuana legal in the state of California. Okay, so it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> so it w it went through in like the. Mid late 1990s, and I want to say. Still talking about and it. And people, yeah, people are all about like, oh, prop two. People use prop 215 as code on Craigslist all I the guess time. So. Craigslist code because it's so hard to yeah, figure out. No one, no one figures out what it is. But you know, like, yeah, a hundred bucks. I would totally get this for hundred yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah. Even with like, we have the photo here of it pre-relic. The post-relic is not awful. It doesn't look like an actual natural relic. It looks like a barn door sort of yeah. concept where like it looks like, you know, like wagon wheels have been running over this for 50 years. Yeah. And the paint is just down to a few little chunks. Yeah. But it's kind of an attractive look. Little little bits of blue paint still left in the in the wood grain and, and the and the neck actually looks really neat to me. It needs some electronic work and the guy is like uh, up front like I appreciate the fact that that he's like, yeah, I relicked it. It basically looks like you said, like it's been run over for a decade with wagons. Right, or it was buried in the dirt and yeah, the marsh it, I mean, it looks rough, but I've seen way too many ads that are like, oh, I relicked the crap out of this. Right, and it looks like someone attacked it with a, a belt sander. Yeah, know? and then they want to charge you more. Right, right. No, this is the correct price for this relic. Yeah, <laughs> and and honestly, like, the relicking for... Because this was originally a Mexican Fender, the guy stripped it and repainted it, and it, it looks like the, re, the refinish either... He never got to the clear coating of it. I don't uh -huh. I don't know what... He basically but, stripped this for but you. But it looks like a nitro relic. Sure. Like, it's it's not like the Mexican Fender Poly where it's like a chipped relic kind right, of thing right, going right. on. It looks smooth. He basically stripped this thing for you, so if you wanted to refinish it, it's probably a pretty good start. I don't know if he's joking, but one of the guys in the Facebook group says he bought it. Oh, really? Yeah, but he lives on the other side of the country, so I'm not sh exactly sure how that works. Well, that's a good buy. Um, unless it's a different singer. I don't know. This was sent by Tim Ballant, who is... In California, but then it said, "Oh, well, it has to be California because it's Prop 215." Right, right. All right. Anyway, let's that move prop on. doesn't make sense anywhere else. I don't actually think it does. Yeah, that's just California um, props for sure. Uh, next ad is yep, what you're saying. Our next ad. You want to read this? We, we, we busted it. through that pretty quick. I'm you might need to grab an extra ad. I don't think so. Uh, this is for the boner base. Yeah, this is from Reverb. Uh, cyanide and happiness from Co. Thanks, Co. The, the ad, ad wizard. wizard. Oh, nice. <laughs> On it. And we have his pedal for his Wheel of Pedal winnings. 
here with us yeah. right now. He's and gonna, his barefoot button. He's going to come by uh, the party today, and we'll give it to him. Yep. All right, this is an Epiphone Thunderbird 4 in orange. We should talk about the wheel of pedals after this, too. Sure. Bass is playable and sounds good, but it has an amateur paint job, and it shows. It totally shows. Looks great from an audi audience to stage distance, but not any closer. Missing control compartment cover. But it's a great feeling and sounding bass. I just don't play four string anymore. Can include Epiphone form fitted hard shell case for an extra forty dollars. Um, yeah, you probably want that form fitted case. Yeah, to really protect this finish. Yeah, um, you don't well, want just because. I mean, this what is if a this hard finish got worn off? This is a hard thing to match on a like oh, in sure, terms sure. of bags and stuff. Oh sure. But the thing that they don't mention about it, uh, I mean, maybe yeah. it, it's a, <laughs> the glaring thing not mentioned in the ad <laughs> is. Is if you've ever seen the the cyanide and happiness comics, it's got one of the characters with from that with a huge boner, a giant boner, the size of his body. Yeah, and with a bird perched on it, and a surprised look on his face. Yeah, like oh, a bird on my boner. No, that's weird. That's, that's the that's title of the show, Bird <laughs> on My Boner. Okay, uh, this was refinished in a basically an orange with a black racing pair of black racing stripes i guess you would say uh -huh. um i don't hate the refinish until you get to that sign of the happiness dude <laughs> and i'm just like what's going yeah, on here the you know the the refinish job is totally it looks like a like a vintage dodge charger kind of thing exactly racing stripes you know like a rustic orange it's kind of classy did, does this model of base have the uh, kind of the raised wood thing in the center? Um, the way Thunderbirds do? I don't do? know. Um, I just... It, it kind of looks like it might. So I think he did the finish right on the edge of that to have the... Uh, it's hard to say because... The racing stripes because the, that. I think the Epiphone 4 Pros do. Uh-huh. Um, but the the standard one with the bolt-on neck, I don't think those do. I'm yeah. not 100% sure. So, I, do you think the cyanide and happiness art, the boner art, is a sticker, or do you think that's painted on? I tried to zoom in, and it, when you zoom in, it looks like it might be a sticker, but it's just really hard to tell. It's really hard to tell. If it's painted on, this is like a no deal yeah. for me. If that's a sticker, I actually don't hate this base for 175 Right. And he says the paint job isn't great, and it looks fine from stage, but up in person... Like, that's how all my guitars are, you know? <laughs> sure. So it's like, I totally understand what he's saying. So no big deal. Um, yeah, it's a cool look. I like Thunderbird shapes. So I don't own a Thunderbird. So 175 if I was a, if, if I was more motivated, if I was interested in looking for a bass, I might grab this. Who mm -hmm. knows? I'd just have to take that boner sticker off. Yeah. Do you think you could rock the Assigned and Happiness boner sticker in church? I probably would not. I pro that is probably the limit. I yeah. don't think I could justify that if someone asked, oh, what's that sticker about? I'd yeah. have to say, well, it's a picture of someone with a boner, and there's a bird sitting on the boner. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, why are you? Why, why do you have that here? And I'd be like, well, it's because I'm a bad person is why. <laughs> I'm only a, bad, only a bad person would play this at church and expect to get away with it. Right, like, right. That's beyond, you know, normalcy. Yeah. <laughs> I would have to agree. <laughs> and I'm all for, like, doing weird stuff. Like, I'm not being a prude when I say that that's not churchable, right? I don't think so. That's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, this last ad started making the rounds on social media a couple months ago, I think. Uh, we finally said, hey, why not? We'll, we'll pick up on it. Um, this is an 18-inch Stormtrooper Scout. 
custom Star Wars. Not 18 inch in the same way as the last ad was. Wow. <laughs> Man. <laughs> that was a boner joke. All right. I mean, if we're here, if we're in the neighborhood of boner jokes, we might as well like look around a little bit and check out the neighborhood. <sighs> Um, so anyway, this is a custom Star Wars mini mic stand. You may have seen this before. This guy's asking 85 bucks. Basically, what he has done is he has taken a mic stand, um, a very short one that you would use to, like, mic an amp. Uh-huh. Um, and mounted an 18-inch Stormtrooper to it. Uh-huh. This is actually a Scout Trooper. It says Stormtrooper Scout, but just to be clear, this is a Scout Trooper. They rode on the speeder bikes uh-huh. in Episode Six. A.K.A. Return of the Jedi. Right. A.K.A. Battle of Endor Moon. Uh, A.K.A. A.K.A. Nerd. Destruction of Death Star 2. Nerd. Last two available 18-inch Stormtrooper Scout custom mini Star Wars mini mic stand. 18-inch Storm... Good lord. How many- Included is the 18-inch action figure with pro metal base and mic clip. Great for a Christmas gift and will ship via USPS to ensure a timely arrival. A must-have for home recording studios. Microphone not included. Shipped ships in seven, seven to five business days. I'm reading this like you. <laughs> um, I think this is really cool conceptually. Um, I kind of want it, I guess. I don't know if I want this exact one, but I could see. I've been seeing, putting in the work to try to figure out how to do this on my own. I feel like for the past month or so, I've been seeing people on different social media areas posting their own, like they have their own or they bought this, and it's. Kind of a thing right now. Well, you know, and the thing with this is there's no pictures of, like, the back of it, so you can't really be sure how the guy mounted it. Right. But, I mean, it's an eight... It's a it's a short stand. The guy probably just, you know, I don't know. Uh, hot glue. Hot glue or something. Probably something beefier than hot glue, but... Cold glue? Cold glue. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he probably did the same thing to get the mic stand mounted to the hand. Maybe he extended the screw and, like drilled through the hand or something yeah. and like hard mounted it um but it, it's something that i think most people who are handy with tools i like that he's got a white microphone in this thing too yeah it's a nice yeah. touch yeah it is a nice touch yeah that, if if you're crafty enough you could make a microphone stand out of anything really. and then you can sell it for 85 bucks and honestly like 85 bucks probably isn't an unreasonable price because no. 18 inch fi- 18 inch uh, action figures are not cheap. I mean, I haven't priced 18 inch figures lately. Usually, I'm more into like 11 inch figures. Yeah, and sometimes I'll even dabble in like 36 inch figures. So I'm just not familiar with the price range on 18 inch figures. Uh, well, let's find out. Yeah, you know, let's like see. these, you know, these collectible the, different the, like dolls. Looks like the 18-inch Scout Trooper is $20.77 at diapers.com. Diapers.com? Diapers.com. Oh my gosh, what site are you on, Steve? That's from Google. Um, they've got a bunch of um bunch of different things. Anyway, 20 bucks for the trooper, you figure like another 20 bucks for the thing, modification. So that's 40 plus modifications. 85 isn't super unreasonable. No. Um, I mean, you're paying for this, you know, saving your time, not having to do this yourself. Because, you know, most people probably could do this themselves. But maybe you're getting it as a gift or, like, you, like, literally don't have time. I'm at the place in my life where, like, I s- literally do not have time to do my own stuff. So, like, sure. 85 bucks sounds totally reasonable to me to have someone totally else reasonable. do something like this. I probably wouldn't do a Stormtrooper or, what do you, what did you call it? A Scout, a scout trooper, trooper. 
for uh, for my personal my stand. But I could see myself doing something similar to this. Maybe like a creature from the Black Lagoon ah. sort of situation or like a rat fink sort mm-hmm. of thing going on. I, I would love to have a rat fink mic stand. That would be rad. Uh, but who knows if I could even pull that off. I'd have to find the right doll for it. I guess. Sure, of course. And we all are calling them dolls, right? I don't know. Is that what we're talking about What's here? the difference between a doll and an action figure? How much you love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want an American Girl doll mic stand. <laughs> I want an American... Okay, let me start over. I want an American Girl action figure. <laughs> All right. Her, with Karate Chop action. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Karate Chop doll? <laughs> No, it's action. She, it just happens to be an action figure. Okay. Because I don't love it enough for it to be a doll. All right. Maybe if I love it enough after I get it, it will be ter- become an American Girl doll. But for the time being, it's an American Girl action figure. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. Do we want to do try to do one more ad and uh, jump into the topic? Uh, I thought you wanted to talk about Wheel of Pedals. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that. And we we'll, actually still have some business to do after you do that, I suppose. That's true. So that's I'll true. let you do your little Wheel of Pedals talk here. Uh, so we did the Wheel of Pedals uh, last Friday on the periscoping. Yeah. You're listening to this either Monday or sometime after Monday. And uh, the the Strymon Flint went away. Bye. What are you doing? What are you, what are you saying goodbye to? I'm saying bye to the Strymon Flint. Oh, okay. You looked past me down the balcony and said bye. Well, yeah. Okay, so anyways, the Strymon Flint is gone. A longtime listener and supporter of the show, Isaac Vining, won it. Uh, if we couldn't have picked a better person to win it, honestly. Nope. Uh, you know, it's really neat to see someone who is kind of in the core group of the show from back to the very beginning win something when we've run so many contests where you know people win stuff but it's always been like you know who's going to win this is it going to be just some random person because we put this out on youtube for thousands of people to enter yeah like that's really the beauty of the wheel of pedals is that people who are our core listenership are the ones who are participating in it and so it's really neat to see one of our own is I guess how I would say it, like win like the big prize. Yeah, but the wheel pedals is still going to continue on. We've got a fresh lineup of pedals on yeah. there. Yeah, Washburn Soloist Distortion. We still have a TC Electronic Flashback Delay. Uh huh. Um, we've got a, a VO Customs Majestic Drive. Uh huh. Um, we've got a bunch of other stuff that I can't remember off the top of my head. So um, definitely shoot us an email at 60cyclehumcast at gmail.com. Since we've done this a few times, we've basically figured out that average return shipping is 8 bucks. So if you throw 8 bucks in the package, it will pay. Yeah. Uh, So we won't have to chase you down to do PayPal afterwards. Like, we'll just say 8 bucks covers it. Yeah. Some people, honestly, like, to be upfront, some people are a little under 8 bucks. Some people are a little over, but the average is 8 bucks. If you're going to... Squabble because your real shipping price was six bucks and you p- sent us eight bucks and you didn't get two bucks back, then you probably just shouldn't play. Right, right. Um, I mean, we're asking people to have a pretty reasonable amount yeah. of and, chillness and, with this contest. And for what it's worth, like a lot of people where I've said, like, oh, it's eight bucks, they've been like, oh, here's a tenner. Yeah. Oh, I really love what you guys are doing and I, I don't. I'm not in a place where I can pledge for a year, yeah. but here's 15 bucks because I love what you're doing, yeah. even though I know it's only going to be like eight bucks to return. I think just, you know, I think the, the general rule is just be cool, man. Yeah. 
Uh, just just the, be chill. Don't be anal about this. You know, we're w- trying our best. One thing you can do, too, is what Paul Pennington did. Paul Pennington joined the 60 Cycle Hum Inner Circle. And when you join the 60 Cycle Hum Inner Circle by going to 60cyclehumcast.com and clicking on uh, podcast support, the podcast support link, um, you can play the Wheel of Pedals for free. Yeah, well, you, you, it gets you free shipping. Because we yeah. figure if you're paying to be in the Inner Circle, you can play once a month. That covers your shipping. Exactly. So it's like, it's so a welcome Paul Pennington to the inner circle. Yeah. And also uh, welcome Lance Holland to the here's a pack of gum level of sponsorship. <laughs> that is uh, the, our $2 a month level. Right. Uh, where That's not the here's a pack of gum level. It's a thank you for giving up gum yeah. level. <laughs> for, thank you for spending your, your gum budget for the month on us. Right. No, but we completely appreciate people... Uh, contributing at every single level. Yeah. Like seriously, if there was a way, I think the minimum is is a dollar. Yeah. If there was a way to pledge a penny a month, we would be thankful. Yeah, we we would drop your name on the podcast. Yeah, that's twelve cents a year. Even guys. like a dollar a month, like if it goes farther than you if think. Everyone who listened to this show pledged one dollar a month. Oh my like gosh. that would be Steve could quit his job. Nah, probably not. <laughs> But, you know, but, like, we'd be able to do, like, we probably would be going to Summer Nam if that happened. Sure. Or, like, we would... I mean, we're already using the Inner Circle budget to fly ourselves and travel as cheaply as we can manage. Cowerpalooza Fest! Yeah, the Cowerpalooza Fest. We're going to go out all the way up to Sacramento to uh, hang out with Doug Cower and Paul We're going to rent a car. We're going to rent a car. We're We're going to stay in a hotel. We're talking planes, trains, and... We're going to fly on a plane that hasn't had sex. We're talking planes, trains, uh, and automobiles here. That was a Virgin America joke. I know. Just, just I know. For you other good, uh, good virgin joke, Thanks. Steve. Thanks. What are we in the third grade? Yes. Joking about virgins? Mm hmm. I was joking about dicks. That's way more grown up than virgins. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. You ready, to, uh, you ready to hit this topic? I think we've done our business. Yeah, we did our business just fine. This topic was sent to to us by Josh Bratt. You can send us your topic suggestions at 60cyclehumcast at gmail.com. Or you can just wait until we post about it on Facebook and inundate us with 20 random topics because you couldn't take the time to sit down to write a one-minute long email. Sheesh, Steve. You bitter or something? I know. I'm I mean, just, no matter how many topics we get in the inbox, let's be honest. We jump on the group the same day to look yeah, for something better. To see if oh, you guys can come up I with something. I wouldn't say better. To see if people can come up with something better. And a lot of times they don't. All right. So Josh Bratt wants to know about Fender's Magnificent 7. Um, and uh, he kind of said some different things, but this is what we're taking out of it. He says, uh, Fender is releasing a limited run of guitars this year for the months of March through October. We saw some of these at NAMM. Um, or at least we saw footage of some of these at NAMM. Did you ever make it to the Fender booth? Because I didn't. I flat out did not. All right. We didn't really care. Let's be honest. It's Fender. We, like, s- we spent all our time uh, talking to the little guys yeah. uh, that we thought we could actually have a chance with. <laughs> you know, like you could go to prom or, you know, go to your high school dance and try to hit on like the top cheerleader. Yeah. Or you could go and like, you know, talk to... 30 girls that you might have a chance with. Exactly. That's what we did. Exactly. So uh, they call it the Magnificent Seven. Seven guitars over seven months. Um, And they've done a couple that were like, they did a limited edition Strat and a limited edition Telecaster to open up. Um, They're doing these in runs of 500. Uh Uh-huh. I think their offset Telecaster was, I'm not sure if it's part of this, but it's definitely also a limited run. Right. Um, 
And Josh wants to know what we think the rationale is behind conducting limited runs versus making these part of the standard lineup. Um, and what suggestions, I guess, maybe we have for Fender or for other companies that want to do limited runs. Um, we're kind of just running with the topic, modifying it a little. Right. Uh, the first thing I guess I would say is I think things like this, there are pe a lot of people um, who are are for lack of a better word, you know, the blues doctors or the sure. rock doctors and the blues lawyers who like if Fender puts it out and it's limited edition, then they have to have it. They're looking for collector's pieces. Exactly. Yeah. So this is Fender kind of like looking at that market and they do these kinds of things every year. Like there's always, there's, and Gibson there's always been like, too. yeah, there's always been the Fender special runs. Um, they did one a few years ago that was a Mexican Strat, um, but it was done in a very like David Gilmore style. Right. Black body, black pit guard. Um, I think they used like a more Gilmore-ish set of pickups yeah. in it. I mean, uh, limited runs is kind of a really standard thing. Yeah. I mean, do you have, I mean, all these big companies have their standard factory production lines. Where you know you set yeah. set amount of colors, set amount of features, I I think it's great for these companies to do limited runs. Let maybe some of the more talented builders or more creative builders in their organization kind of just let loose a little bit. And you know, I I imagine the value of it is to kind of test the water, there's, see which ones sell out, and see if that's something that they could should offer on there's, other models. There's definitely a lot of that. Um, the offset telly, a lot of people felt like was um, kind of Fender striking back at all of these different companies that are doing um, what have been called like jazz casters right. or telemasters or, right. or whatever. In fact, there's one in a box right next yeah, to us. That Daniel built. That Daniel built. That's a salvage jazz caster. Right. I mean, it's the telecaster setup, like hardware setup on a Jaguar or Jazzmaster body. Exactly. Um, it's a really cool design. A lot of companies are doing it, and Fender jumped in the game with something limited edition. Uh -huh. uh, a lot of people are like, oh, Fender's just trying to do, do this and whatever. But by making it limited edition, they're recognizing that there's a market for it. Uh huh. And in the case of of a lot of these, I've, what I've noticed is that the Fender Special Runs retain their value really well because, yeah. because they only do like 500 to 1,000 of them usually. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really the key to... To that price point, uh, the from what I've seen, the Strat and the Telecaster were both around fifteen hundred bucks. Uh -huh. So five hundred guitars, bad. yeah, five hundred guitars at fifteen hundred bucks. Um, it's a high enough value where basically the more expensive it gets, the smaller your run. I feel ends like up becoming. If, if I was in that budget for a, a Fender guitar that was brand new, I'd probably go for one of those over like a, a standard MIA. Sure. In that price range, yeah, that's great. Yeah. It's only a couple hundred dollars more than like a standard and you get something, MIA, or you, MIA. You get something with something with some more unique options. It's like, yeah, only me and 499 other guys have this. Yeah, the, the real secret with that too is um, on Fender's side is doing something that's different enough from their main line that people will want it. Uh-huh. Um, or that, I rather that people will want it over like their standard stuff. But also something close enough to their main line that it's just like not so far out there that that people are like, this is mental. Right. 
You know, like remember when when Gibson did the reverse flying V? Exactly. When they like were that doing, was a limited edition. When they were doing like what was it like a different limited edition every month for a year or something yeah. like that? That was they did some banana stuff for that. Yeah, they that did was the, the craziest one. They did the reverse flying V. They did and um, people bought those. They did all kinds of weird stuff and they brought them back. Yeah, they they brought back some kind of some older designs, some experimental designs, some just stupid designs. I mean, they were just kind of all over the place. Uh huh. Um. But I just, I don't know that, um, I think so far from what Fender's done, like they're, they've stuck to like their guns and doing classic style stuff. Yeah. Um, I think you see Gibson doing sort of limited runs, but not calling it a limited run with like their historic lines. Uh huh. Um, and in some ways, I mean, let's, let's get real. Every run is a limited run. Right. Everything is limited to a certain amount. Right, yeah. We're not talking about infinite guitars here. Yeah, like, you know, the uh, Fender Mexican Standard Stratocaster is a limited run of, like, <laughs> 100,000 units or something, you know. <laughs> right, um, right. Uh, I mean, when you compare that to the, the population of the Earth, like, there's only so many. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, of course... You know, limited limited edition usually means a limited time of availability. Of course. Whereas, like, the reality of, uh, I say they make a hundred thousand standards, but the Fender Mexican standard Stratocaster remained relatively unchanged between like 1996 and 2007. Yeah. The Fender American standard Stratocaster, I don't think, changed from like 1988 to. I think around 88, 89 was when they introduced the standard American standard. Uh-huh. And I don't think it changed until like 2007. So it was a, yeah. what is that, 15-year? I'm sure someone's no, going to jump on the group. 19-year run. Someone's going to jump on the group to argue fine details of that the, argument. Yeah, but. yeah. I'm, I'm, sure there, I'm sure there were some very <laughs> oh, minor well, changes here and there. over to a different wood supplier in December right, of 2002. Right. And yeah. uh, some people say that the glue they used on the nut well, it just wasn't the same anymore. I'm sure someone will jump in with stuff like that. Yeah. But, so, uh, <laughs> so what, I guess, to throw this out there, Fender was making a limited edition that you would, like, just jump on. What from their, what from, like, their American Standard line, what limited edition version from their American Standard line would you want to see? I guess it wouldn't all be American Standards because it could be, like... Gee, I don't uh, know. A, a jazz Master. I don't think they make an American Standard Jazz Master. They just make, like, the... AVRIs, uh, was there something that jumps out to you like, oh, I, I would want that? You know, honestly, I this I don't know if this even follows in, in line with what you're asking, but if they made an American version of the, the supersonic body shape, like okay. that, that reversed uh, duosonic Mustang kind of shape, but then put a non-reversed headstock on it, uh-huh. uh, I might be down for that, for like a premium version of that. Right. So that's just me, though. That's so weird and out there. They're... Well, you're talking about the old like Squire Vista series stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, um, I would. I feel like honestly, just, if they put out like straight up, if they put out a American Standard or any American version of the Duo Sonic, just right. flat out Duo Sonic, I might be tempted because everything they've done with the Duo Sonic since its original run has been like, oh, here's the Squire version, here's the Mexican version, here's right. you know, this and that. What if they put out an American version of the Duo Sonic? I might be on it. So, I think what I would want to see um, that would pique my interest the most is 
and it's kind of just where I'm at right now. Uh-huh. It's kind of a weird place. Would be um, a limited edition run of the um, of the Mustang base. Oh yeah, that would be really cool. See, we're kind of in the same territory here. Is what we're thinking. Um, we would yeah, like to so see. something. I mean, Fender made the Mustang base American like in the seventies. Right. Or I guess maybe it was the Music Master base. I'm not sure if sure. there was also a Mustang base. Well, that's because they made everything American in the seventies. Sure. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> they really went um, on a limb and made one of their models in America in the seventies. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, so, so that would be, I think something that would be really cool. I don't know what kind of pickups that I would want. Uh-huh. I think I'd want like the old, like little, uh, yeah. Tic Tac pickups. The, the covered pickups. Yeah. Those little Tic Tac pickups the that you'd see oil. on like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, like the originals had, like bring that back, bring back that old school aesthetic, but maybe put a high mass bridge on it. Uh-huh. Uh, put on some like current bridge hardware uh some maybe a little more pickup switching options totally some stuff like that like that would be really cool so yeah i don't know that's kind of what i'm thinking yeah i'd be down for something like that it sounds like we would have a matching set yeah yeah Is that the Mr. Belvedere theme song? Hey, guys. What are you guys doing here? Uh, we're just podcasting up in your attic. Dude, you guys are kind of in my attic. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know who just wandered, wandered in? Who? John Mark from uh, Intex Cables. Hey, oh, John very Mark. Very cool. How How's it going? I told, him, <laughs> I told him he has to be on an episode soon. Hey, yeah, I, totally. I everyone in the live episode. I'm taking... I'm taking over because it's in my shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we're here for your party. Yeah, so it's good. Yeah, it's, it's turning out great. It's, we'll see how all this noise does. Yeah, in the I think mix. I think we're about ready to wrap this one up, but we will be recording another one after this. Yeah, Heck yeah. Oh, I'm glad you sure. guys are here. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm going to be sad that all the other 60 cycle home people couldn't make it out for the uh, shindy because they live in the wrong state. Yeah, wrong state, wrong <laughs> city in the right state sometimes. Wrong country. Wrong country sometimes. Yeah. Wrong <laughs> planet, maybe. I'm not going to go out there and say that people aren't listening on other planets. So I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we get when we record at a party is that we get interruptions, which isn't bad. No. But no. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, John from Intex Cables here. You guys should look up Intex Cables for sure. Yeah. They're the only cables that I know of that use uh, like new old stock, like telephone patch bay plugs. Right. Which are super incredible looking. They're so beefy. Oh my gosh. In the in the right way. Yeah. Not in like an overkill way. They're really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, really great product. So we might have him on the show sometime in the future. He lives here in town. Yeah. Um, where were we? We're talking about these limited editions. I thought we were ready to wrap up. Uh, we're at 45 minutes, but we could totally go a little short. Sure, why not? Let's like jump on this party and maybe we'll come back and do a longer one later. Yeah, yeah, we'll maybe we'll get happens. some sound bites from some people. I brought the, the dynamic mics too so we can kind of walk around and talk to people. Very cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, it sounds to me like we have kind of a matching set lined up for our dream American reissue or American yeah. standard or, you know, what is the, the limited run sort of thing. A Duosonic matched with... A, uh, a Mustang bass. With a Mustang bass. Or a Music Master bass. Or Music Master, like, done in a premium style. I think we could really pull off that look at church, Steve. Very much. Playing Let's do together. it. Yeah. All right. This, this has been a great episode. Do we have a song? Uh, yeah, but before we get to that song, let's oh, yeah, thank our, our sponsor, sponsor of course. Killer Otter Electric. Um, they I've, have Bear. Yeah, they have Bear uh, on the Party Animal. And the Aerostat, um, I haven't heard one in person i've only watched videos uh-huh. but i know people who own it 
and they have said like it is it is a very it is like when he says it's an original circuit like it is right. actually like legit original ori- legit original that it sounds very unique it's not just like oh it's another tube screamer right, oh right. it's another clone oh yeah it's just a tube screamer with with different you know uh, d- the other clipping style and oh it's a tube right. screamer with a MOSFET whatever I mean you can make tube screamers sound original but they're original takes on a tube yeah. streamer. This is its own original drive circuit. Like exactly. If you get this, you're the only kid on the block with it. You know. Yeah. Other guys are like, oh, check out my tube screamer style pedal. You're so, like, uh, check out my only this pedal style pedal. Yeah. You know. So definitely um, look them up. KillerOtterElectric.com. Uh huh. Um, this week's song was sent to us by David Danielson. It was his old band Regal Beast. Um, this track is called Sea Turtle Migration. Uh, he played in the band for a few years, but unfortunately had to call it quits because of busy stuff like school and work. Yep, life catches um, up to you. He said, luckily I was invited to record my guitar parts on most of the songs on the album and add some finishing touches. The band is no more, uh, but to hear more tracks or download the album, go to here. I believe that link goes to regalbeast.bandcamp.com. If you guys want to check it out, and of course, we will have the link in the show notes. Awesome. So, hope you enjoy this track. It is instrumental, but there are vocals on most of the other songs. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, also, send us your songs. Yeah, we are basically out of songs. Yeah. Um, we're going to put up a notice on the Facebook group to uh, hopefully get some more songs in before we record the next episode. But if we don't get anything in in the next week... Then we are going to be playing some uh, import stuff. I yeah, think that's the that's the theme this year, and I've only had to do it once. But the theme is uh, kind of imported garage rock. So yep. garage rock from another country is what I'll be looking for. All right, all right, guys, great episode, Steve. Yep, I'm going to go eat some meat and drink some Me beer. Me too.